Welcome to Art of the Kickstart, your source for crowdfunding campaign success. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president of Inventus Partners, the top full-service turnkey product development and crowdfunding marketing agency in the world. We have helped startups raise over $100 million for our clients since 2010. Each week, I'll interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your startup to the next level with crowdfunding. Art of the Kickstart is honored to be sponsored by Backerkit and The Gadget Flow. Backerkit makes software that crowdfunding project creators use to survey backers, organize data, and manage orders for fulfillment by automating your operations and helping you print and ship faster. The Gadget Flow is a product discovery platform that helps you discover, save, and buy awesome products. It is the ultimate buyer's guide for luxury gadgets and creative gifts. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today I am joined by two participants, Andrew Kapener and Drew Hollenbach with the Seasons Blanket Campaign. Andrew, Drew, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks a lot. All right, so you guys have created this killer, durable blanket for everyday use, you know, not your mama's quilt, right? Or not your grandma's quilt, however you want to call it, mama. <laughs> Love the product. You know, let's talk to our audience uh, about the backstory. You know, how did you two guys get together here? Yeah, um, let's see. So Drew and I have just been good friends and business partners for a long time now. And the cool thing about sort of our relationship is Drew's in Idaho, kind of up in the mountains, and I'm down here at the beach in Southern California. So we have sort of these two different backgrounds, and we've talked um, a lot about doing some sort of a, an adventure blanket of sorts for a while. And so as we were talking about sort of what that might entail, I think we brought you know pretty interesting kind of background stories to the table where I had certain requirements for the blanket that I'd want. And he had, you know, a certain set of requirements as well on his end. And so, yeah, something that we kind of had envisioned, just sort of a one-stop blanket that could handle almost any situation. And that's really kind of the idea and backstory behind the Seasons Blanket. And what was really cool and interesting for us was when we actually started manufacturing or, you know, working on getting a sample of the season's blanket. That was about um, last spring. And once we had that sample, um, Drew and I both on our, on our own ends were um, testing it. And what was so cool that we found after using it was that it just like, it made sense for everyday use. And we were constantly using it. Even to this day, like I find myself using it all the time. I have dog, a dog and kids. And we're always, you know, out down at the beach or at the park. And literally for, for any of those scenarios, the season's blanket holds up. And that, that's been the cool thing. And, and something that sort of opened our eyes um, with the season's blanket was that we really felt like if we were using it on a daily, on a daily basis, that other people would as well. So Awesome. So you guys have run a ton of crowdfunding campaigns. So this is your fourth project, right? How, how is that project? process been different, you know, every campaign in? What, what have you guys been learning along the way? Yeah, we're constantly learning. Um, I think we've definitely done more than four, you know, collectively. And we've been a part of a lot of Kickstarter campaigns in the past. I think you're constantly learning. I don't think it's it ever ends. 
And the other thing about Kickstarter, it's ever changing. And so I think when we first launched our, our, our first campaigns, the landscape was just a lot different. Kickstarter, they say, you know, was a lot easier, quote unquote. And, and we've definitely noticed that, that, you know, it's constantly changing, but the foundation is the same. We just find ourselves working a lot harder and smarter to try and kind of achieve our goals. And part of that is, is really partnering with the right people. So that's why we've been so stoked to work with you guys at Inventus. And then, you know, we also just within our own circles have a lot of other great creators that we're kind of connected to. And we've built off of that. And that has been really, really helpful. Just some of the cross promotions and being able to kind of leverage some of the, you know, other projects and backers and, and, kind of our, our small circle of friends that we have. So Nice. So what, what's been the biggest challenge that you guys have encountered so far when you were designing the season's blanket? I think um, just kind of trying to create something new and different. I mean, like uh, we've, we've touched on a little bit, Kickstarter is changing so much all the time. And, you know, there's always different products on there. So we just wanted to make something that was useful for us and that we could really show like multi-use for other people. Nice. So how long did you guys start preparing for this crowdfunding campaign? Yeah, I think our, our first samples must have been, like I said, last spring, I want to say. And we were, you know, conceptualizing and just talking about the idea overall almost probably a year ago. And so just, just kind of bouncing ideas of what, what, the dream blanket might look like. And, um, and so, yeah, we finally had those samples over here, um, last spring and we, we seriously put, we really put them to the test this summer. In fact, I have like beat mine up like beyond. And what is so cool is it still goes, it still holds up. It's still durable. And, um, man, like I said, we use it every day. So it's been cool. Yeah. And that's great to have, obviously, you know, just, throw it in the back of the car and use it when you need to get out in nature and especially with the dogs and kids and what have you, you know, it's nice to have a little uh, cushion under your butt, you know, when you're sitting out there enjoying nature, right? Yeah, totally. Totally is. So let's talk about your marketing efforts so far. Obviously, we're, we're working together, which is awesome. And we're seeing a good return there. But what other marketing efforts so far have given you guys a great return? I mean, you know, we're trying to basically do everything we can, just like any Kickstarter creator will tell you. But one thing that we've noticed that's worked really well is like the cross promotions with other brands. And, you know, we've, we've, me and Andrew have both done a number of Kickstarter projects. And I work, I have a company called Tenkar Rodco. It's like a fishing rod company. I've done a couple projects on Kickstarter, but um, that, that has kind of placed me in the outdoor industry. And so, I've kind of made some connections with a lot of brands in the outdoor industry that have been on Kickstarter. So kind of picking their brain and figuring out kind of best practices, but then also, you know, queuing up some cross promotions where, you know, they'll send out an update promoting our project and we'll do the same for them. Those seem to like bring a huge return and are just really helpful because uh, we kind of have the same audiences. So yeah, I don't know. Lots of things. Yeah, no, I bet. I mean, you know, so somebody, you know, who's new in this industry or running a campaign or maybe they're new to a category, how, what, what advice would you give to them to 
start promoting their name, their brand or what have you to become, you know, let's say an influencer in that space. Any tips there? Oh, man, I just say do do everything you can. Like, you know, Kickstarter is not just a place where you can just throw up a, a project and sit back and, you know, watch the backers come in. I remember the first project I ever launched was in 2012 and it was the worst. I mean, everything about it was terrible and we just put it on there and like didn't get very many backers. And, you know, fast forward to now and I kind of realized, oh, wow, like you got to really just network with people, you know, reach out to people, offer some kind of value for them and then just just be a good person. And, and I think you'll make those connections with with like minded individuals within the community. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, going yeah. down that same vein of thought, I mean, is there anything that you guys have learned from your other campaigns over the last five years that, you know, you were able to specifically implement into this one that you've seen good success with? Yeah, I think one of the things that's super important in growing a brand is, is and especially on Kickstarter, is, is I feel like it's less about how you do something more about actually doing it. So you hear about like all these different things, like you need to cross promote, you got to be running ads, you need to um, run pre campaign stuff. There's just like a million things. And I know that it, I know that it's super important to like nail all of those things, but it's also important to like do those things. And so I think people get caught up a lot of times in the details of like, just optimizing everything. And, and that's amazing. Like if you can do that and you have a team and you can optimize every single little piece, great. But if you can't, like just make sure that you're doing it. Like make sure you're actually putting in the work. And that's where I think I see a lot of creators fall short when they do is that they just didn't, they didn't do the things that, that we hear talk, talked about all the time, you know, with Kickstarter campaigns, which is just cross promoting running ads, making sure your content's amazing and first and foremost having, you know, an amazing product. But more than anything, I really think and feel that it's that you actually have to put in that that work. Yeah, I mean it's it's amazing to us, you know, I remember back in the day, yeah, the 2012 days, people used to just throw projects up and think that Kickstarter was just going to give them the money that they asked for, right? Um and now it's totally changed where there are so many different tactics and things that you need to do as a project creator and business owner that are just necessary to make sure that your project gets the attention it deserves and finds the backers and engages them. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. There's an endless amount of work to be done. So, but I think as Drew touched on too, it's, you know, being genuine and, and I'm really believing in your product. And those, those two things go a long way. And the Kickstarter community really recognizes when you're trying to do something that's worthwhile versus you know, trying to make a buck. And so I think you have a lot more success with kind of that genuine, useful category of product. Absolutely. I mean, you guys obviously love Kickstarter as we do. You've run several campaigns on it. But I mean, what's, what's that one thing that you guys love about Kickstarter? What keeps bringing you guys back to launch new product here? Oh, man. So it's sort of... <laughs> Go ahead, Drew. Yeah. For me, I don't know. It's just kind of creating something and then almost getting that instant like gratification or instant people recognize that it's a cool product. You know, I'm like the first successful campaign I did with Tenkar Rodco. It was just kind of like I saw something that I liked. We made it. You know, we kind of put a lot of work into the design and um, of the actual product. 
but at the same time, it was almost like, you know, I didn't really expect a lot of people to back it. I was just kind of hoping friends and family would get on board or whatever. But then when you see those backers come in from all over the world and you're like, whoa, dude, this is like a product that people are actually liking. And, you know, it's something that we created. I think that's for that's for me, like the 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 number one pleasure of Kickstarter. Nice. So what advice would you give to someone else looking to kickstart their outdoor product? Man, I think the outdoor industry is, is, it's pretty gnarly. I mean, there's so many brands, there's so many products, there's so many materials and different. Yeah, but for us, I mean, we're just trying to make something that is really useful and then kind of build a community around it. So you moving forward, you know, we're probably going to do lots of videos, lots of photos, real and keep really engaged with the community who backs the, the season's blanket. Just so moving forward, we can get new ideas based around seasons and, and kind of drive that forward. Nice. Well, I know you guys have a campaign that's going to be another campaign that's going to be launching soon. What are you going to be doing differently on this campaign outside of using our agency for the whole thing that you, know, you guys would wish you had done maybe on your last one or previous ones? Yeah, one of the big things, um, you know, one of the interesting things is we heard a lot of talk about pre-campaigning. And so on on one of our previous campaigns, we took advantage of that. And we really put a lot of time and effort and money into the pre-campaigning. And it was it was cool. At the time, we we're getting a ton of leads and um, it was working really well. And But I think we overdid it. And so when we went to launch the campaign... The, that pre-campaign list it did well, but it didn't do as well as we had kind of banked on or had expected. And that was a big letdown. We put a lot of weight into that where I think we could have um, put a lot more energy into other other pre-campaigning outlets. We were specifically running ads and to generate those leads and the leads just ended up not being as great as we had hoped. So moving forward, I think we're taking a different approach on the, on the pre-campaign specifically really focusing on sort of the organic reach and, you know, friends and family and our, our internal circle of other brands that we've worked with or know it, um, that, that combined with, um, our email lists and trying to engage our current customers as well and get them excited about, you know, upcoming products. That's really sort of the pre-campaign focus. Um, and then, yeah, as far as campaigning, I mean, it's it's more of the same and just getting out there and, and really working as hard as possible. And and I think when we say that, like we we never stop um, reaching out to people throughout the campaign. We're constantly reaching out to press. And we're constantly trying to cross promote. Just you know, stay engaged with our with our backers and fans and subscribers, and just try and you know move it forward and try and reach as many po- people as possible. Absolutely. Solid advice. All right, gentlemen, this gets us into our launch round where I'm going to rapid fire questions at you. I think, Drew, you, you drew the short end of the straw. So you ready to go? Uh, I think so. All right. So what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? Yeah, I mean, for me, it was just kind of something where, you know, I was never really into school. I was never really thinking about what I was going to be when I grew up. And so it just kind of fell into my lap, you know, so. No, no, no real inspiration, just kind of necessity. And that's kind of who I am. Nice. So if you could share a, a beautiful view of the valley on a season's blanket, 
with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be? I'd probably have to say Yvonne Chouinard, the founder of Patagonia. Yeah, I love his story. So what, what would be your first question for him? Oh, I'd probably, I'd probably just ask him if he wanted to go fishing after we're done looking at the valley. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Catching dinner. Oh, right? yeah. So who did you look up to when you were growing up? Um, yeah, Yvonne Chouinard. And then, you know, there's so many good entrepreneurs out there and people who have written good books. Tim Ferriss, Kevin Rose, Michael Jordan, you know, just a lot of good, a lot of good people. So what business book or life book outside of Let My People Go Surfing would uh, you recommend to our listeners? You know, that's a really good book. But also, I like, I like the 4-Hour Workweek. I thought that was a really good one for as far as when I first read it, it was, it was kind of insightful. Nice. Where uh, do you see yourself in five years? Ooh, five years. Um, I think, you know, hopefully we can crank away on some more of these projects and really kind of watch the evolution of Kickstarter and have a big network of, of brands and people that we can reach out to and just keep launching successful products. Nice. Last question that leads into it. What does the future of crowdfunding look like? You know, I think a lot of people have been talking about the trust with, with Kickstarter. And I personally don't see that as a huge issue. I kind of feel like it's going to be an evolution of products to where, you know, it's going to become so saturated that in order to stand out, you're going to have to create something that is unbelievable. And, and, I, and I think that's great for the world. I think it's great for people who are coming to Kickstarter as a platform to see like amazing products that would only exist within Kickstarter that, and that's kind of the, for me, I feel like that's where the future's going. Like you just have to make something amazing. Absolutely. Well, Andrew and Drew, you guys have been awesome. Please give our audience your pitch. Tell them what you're all about and where people should go and why they should go buy a season's blanket. Yeah, definitely check us out on Kickstarter. Um, oh, yeah. So, and also at- um, yeah, we're on Kickstarter right now. You can just search Seasons Blanket. Basically, what it is, it's a durable DWR-coated blanket that's not your grandma's quilt. So, one side is completely waterproof, extremely durable. And then the other side of it remains soft, so you can sit on it. It's comfortable. It's not like a small little pack, you know, pack away into something really small. It's it's a thick, heavy, I mean, I think it weighs four pounds. So it's, it's a heavy, durable blanket that we kind of created to last forever that you can take with you in your car, everywhere you go. And then, you know, based on that idea of taking something with you and, and keeping it forever, we're going to continue to develop more products within that realm. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully people like it as much as we do. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for being on the show. Audience, thanks again for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for all the show notes, a full transcript, links to everything we talked about today, including the campaign. And of course, thank you to our crowdfunding podcast sponsors, The Gadget Flow and Backer Kit. Andrew and Drew, thank you so much for being on the show today. All right. Thank you. Hey, thank you, Roy. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Art of the Kickstart the show about building a business, world, and life with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, awesome. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com and tell us all about it. There you'll find additional information about past episodes, our Kickstarter guide to crushing it. And of course, if you love this episode a lot, 
leave us a review at artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes. It helps more inventors, entrepreneurs, and startups find this show and helps us get better guests to help you build a better business. If you need more hands-on crowdfunding strategy advice, please feel free to request a quote on inventuspartners.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you again next week. 